0: Welcome to Hevria Cast, the podcast where I, Alad Neharay, speak with some fascinating and incredible creative Jews. Hello and welcome to Hevriya cast I am your host, Rifka Naharay. Um, I'm taking over for a little experimentation this week from Alad. I am a visual artist and also the program manager for Hevria, and also Alad's supportive wife. And I'm here today with a very special guest, Henny Stern. Um, I met Henny this past year about, and it's, she's made a huge impact on my life, and I've been watching how she makes an impact on other people's lives, and I would love to share her work and her thoughts with all of you. Um, so welcome, Henny. Hi, Rufka, and everyone else. Um...
1: Thank you so much. Like, this feels like a real honor. Um, it is a real honor. Um, I know this is your first time. This is your first time hosting a Hevria cast. And, yeah, it feels amazing to um,
0: be asked to be a guest. Thank you so much for being here. Um, and I want to know if you could just explain to everyone who you are. Like, what do you do? Okay. <laughs> So, um,
1: you already introduced me by my name. So, yeah, my name is Henny Stern. And um, huh, it's always funny when you're asked that question. You would think at this point we know who we are. <laughs> I know. It's always like so. Always a question. Yeah. Um, so, um, I have a background and training as a therapist, um, specifically as a social worker. And I kind of like to call myself a holistic psychotherapist um, because um, as I've been practicing, um, the thing that has always felt and resonated for me was working from a more holistic place Mm -hmm. and specifically working through the body for healing. Um, And specifically with um, working with the body, I've been recently introduced to Um, the idea of somatic work and soma means body in Greek and soma is um, working through the body to heal which is different than a lot of other kinds of healing which is also valuable in its own way Um, but I felt for me on a personal and professional level this has really brought things like really to the next level so with a lot of other modalities in therapy with psychotherapy um the history and and the and the entire field is um i would say focused on more of a cerebral process mm-hmm. um as well as you know when you're in a therapist's office questions like you know what do you think about this or how does this feel are quite familiar Um, But with somatic work, um, we're actually doing something different, which we're like checking into our body, um, which is also now more recently become a part of um, the therapeutic process, which is, I think, amazing and really transformative in many ways. Um, So, yeah, um, I've been introduced to somatic work and um, that has really transformed my practice as a therapist and also... Um, On the side, I've been like dancing and I had my own journey of dancing, which we may or may not not get to today, um, which could be exciting to talk about. Um, But really that's um, brought me into the work of Acceptance and it happens in a very like organic process. It wasn't like... So Acceptance is... Oh, Acceptance. Yes. (laughs) Hi. (laughs) Yes. Acceptance is... um, Probably the reason why we're having this Hebrewcast. Acceptance is a dance and movement practice that um, kind of came into fruition um, over the past two years. And it's very much a culmination of my work as a somatic therapist and therapist and dancer. Um, And the idea of Acceptance is um, it's not just like a dance class but it's kind of like um, a practice which we can all get into you know at our own pace Um, and anyone could be a part of that people don't need to have any prior dance experience and the idea is that it's a transformation that happens from dancing and moving our way from self-conscious to breath conscious and I would say um I would actually quote um, Gabrielle Roth, who mm. talks about dance as both the metaphor and the medicine, mm. um, and that really, really resonates for me. Who is uh, Gabrielle Roth? Um, yeah, she is actually the creator of The Five Rhythms, which is also um, a holistic dance practice. Mm. Um, and I would say there's so many different people doing different things um, that are kind of like... Similar within like the dance community, uh, the holistic dance community, um, <clears throat> and the idea of dance being both the metaphor and the medicine mm. is something that um, really came, you know, resonated for me over the past few years as I moved um, from a place of like dancing in a more performative way, which is also awesome, and um, learning more tech, learning technique to moving to a more um, like listening to my body and like listening to um, how my body wants to move and really feeling that's not just something for the dance floor, but it's amazing on the dance floor as well as um, it's really a metaphor for life. I'm um, checking into our body and seeing what feels right mm-hmm. and trusting that process and learning to go with that and having fun with that and getting creative with that and seeing what shows up.
0: So um Gabriel Roth, is she still, is she contemporary? Like, is, did she just recently write this book,
1: or? Um, I'm actually not familiar of books that she's written. Uh-huh. <laughs> Maybe she has. <laughs> um, but she created a dance practice called The Five Rhythms. Is she, like, still alive? Like, was it a recent thing? <laughs> um, so, Five Rhythms, I think, is, I'm not sure how um, new it is, Um I know it's a practice that's at this point like pretty well known in the dance community. Mm-hmm. Um and I would say that um it's it's not um people don't need to be um a therapist or therapeutically trained, but there is a lot of healing that happens from um being part of like the five rhythms community and being a part of those classes. It's the idea of, you know, looking inward mm-hmm. and um feeling your body and and I believe she has like a few different modules where um, it's just like this constant like practice of these few different modules, um, mm-hmm. and obviously depending on who the instructor is, it's always a different experience. Um, but yeah, five of them is pretty great.
0: Cool. Okay, so I want to hear more about that. So I'm gonna um, kind of explain my own experience, my own contact with Honey, and where she took me, um, and that I'd love to get more into all these different philosophies and all these different thoughts.
1: Yeah, I love to hear that.
0: Yeah. yeah. Um so basically to explain acceptance in um like that was kind of that, you know, the idea of acceptance, I'm going to explain my own experience with acceptance. Um basically when I met Henny, I was like, okay, like she has a certain glow about her. I want to I want to have what she has. <laughs> oh <my gosh>. And <laughs> And so, um, and so she contacted me, you, you contacted me, I'm just telling the listener, but you contacted mm-hmm. me and you said, um, I'm doing this thing, except dance, do you want to go? Um, and I didn't really exactly understand what it was I was getting into. I was like, okay, some type of dance, something, something, it'll be fun, mm-hmm. but I like honey, so okay. <laughs> <laughs> so I went and... The first time was just an incredible release. Um, I remember that, you know, you said lots of things will come up. And I remember, like, I actually was, like, crying during a little part of it. Um, And I just felt like, oh, you know, we had just kind of... It was... There was some... A lot of guided, like, semi-guided. Like, you would give some guidance to it, but it was a lot of kind of feel where your body wants to go. And Mm -hmm. it just... Yeah, at first it was... I felt very self-conscious because I'm around all these mostly random people mm-hmm. and we're even doing some partner work where I'm dancing with people, but silently and not um, like communicating without words what we want with the other dance partners. So all this very intimate stuff, but all in all, it was just incredible release, incredible dance party, incredible, you know, I didn't even know exactly what it was, but it was fun, <laughs> you know, and it was good. And... So when you said, okay, I'm going to be doing this um four part series, I was like, well, I I need to do it. So um I signed up for this four part series and through it each time I would come out with new tools and new understanding of what exactly it is, you know, what is somatic work, mm-hmm. you know? Um and something that you said that really resonated with me was The idea that the body is the vessel for the unconscious. To me, that just kind of rang true. Like, yes, you know, like all these things that I'm trying to access, like everything, it's so obvious, you know, like everything that's in our lives comes to rest within our body. Mm -hmm. You know, I mean, that's, we know that we know that if someone's sad, we can see it on their face. If someone has a lot of worries, we can see it. We can, You know, there's so much that is so obvious, you know? Um, and for myself and I also take therapy very seriously and I've, you know, I've done it for many years, but after taking these sessions and learning different ways to kind of using the body to access emotions, I was like, this is a whole nother realm. This is something else. Um, and when you started saying like, where in your body do you feel you know, like, I I, I would just think about it all the time. Where do I feel the happiness? Where do I feel the anger? And I found it really interesting. Like, I started to really... Oh, when I feel happiness, there's this kind of blossoming within my chest. When I feel anger, a lot of times I feel, like, kind of the, the front of my face, kind of like a mask over me. You know, like, all these different things. And, um, yeah, so I started to understand... To me, um, my first experience with acceptance was kind of like birthright. You know, it was like, oh, my God, there's this amazing stuff. You know, Israel is amazing, beautiful. And wow, I feel great, you know, and I feel. But then as I learned more and more about somatic work, I was like, it was more like learning Torah, like the more like, oh, like this is what's going on and this is what it means to be Jewish. This is what it means Israel. You know what I'm saying? It was mm. like the seminary experience mm. of understanding the depth behind all the somatic work. Um, and then I had a very transformative experience that I think we'll go into in, in a little bit um, where I actually did it more in depth, the somatic work. But um, yeah, I just want to thank you for bringing this into the world in your own way and bringing this into the Jewish community Um, because it's been extremely transformative in my life. Um, So in terms of with the Jewish community, where my first question, I guess you said it was going to be a secret answer, so I don't know the answer to this. I'm very excited, is... When you learned about somatic work, which I also want to hear about where you where you first learned about it, um, did you connect it right away with Jewish thought that you had already learned, and how do you connect it now? like Where, mm. do, you, where do you see the correlations as a Jewish person learning all of these um, in-depth ideas about the power of the body?
1: Yeah yeah well first of all I just want to say Rivka thank you so much for saying that <laughs> um, true. Yeah. that's like that's like the most rewarding thing you know when people are like how do you go to work every day and listen to everyone's stories or like yeah. like this is like the reward when mm-hmm. you hear that people are like it's just it's working mm-hmm. um, and I also watched your transformation <laughs> um, which is really special so I've been a part of
0: 100%
1: um, yeah, it's really it's such a good question. Um and I think it also like really reflects like my connection to Judaism mm-hmm. um and my journey um to where I am today. Mm-hmm. And I would say um there was a few there were a few parallel journeys going on mm-hmm. um happening at the same time or at different times. Um my specific journey with dance was that um I grew up in a pretty orthodox world and community where um, where I was coming from, like dancing didn't have a place more than like your like school productions. Mm-hmm. Um, but as a kid, I always like... I remember, like, I always dreamt of being a dancer.
0: Wow. Yeah. From like, what age do you remember?
1: So in fourth grade, we were asked to, like, write a short story mm. about, like, we were given a picture and we had to write a short story about it. And there was, like, nothing about dance in the picture, mm-hmm. but I brought it to dance and I was like, I'm a ballerina and da-da-da-da. Wow. I, I have, like, no interest in ballet. <laughs> but, like, yeah, I was like, yeah, and I, I think I still have a short story. I got to look through wow. some boxes back at home. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um. Yeah, and I remember I got an A in it, which was big for me also.
0: Mazel <laughs> <laughs> Thank you.
1: Um, and yeah, I think I remember like like for very, like I always like loved to dance. And yes, I was in like productions and things like that. Um, I was also told by a, a high school principal that I didn't dance like a Bas Yisrael, mm-hmm. which means like a Jewish woman. At what age? Do, um, in high dance? school. Oh, okay. And I was like... For me, like I was like really not exposed to like secular culture at that mm-hmm. point in my life. Um, pretty innocent, and I was really just like expressing myself. And I have like I don't know, you like see me dance? I'm like kind of expressive. I can be like all over the place. Um, pretty passionate dancer. Um, but also like the word like sensual comes mm-hmm. up for me.
0: Yeah.
1: Um, and I think like even like I just have like a, a sensual way of mm-hmm. like. Maybe like speaking or operating, and I feel like that is something that felt like very threatening, and I don't think it's only within the Jewish culture, but I feel like
0: it wasn't understood yeah it wasn't
1: understood, and it you know um, and and it's not necessarily not aligned with like Judaism. Mm-hmm. I think it's actually very aligned mm-hmm. with that, um but I feel like throughout the generations we've lost some of our sensuality Mm. and our comfortability with playfulness and just being. Um, And I feel like that, like, I'm I'm not going to say like that was the thing that like made me like turn away from it, but like that was part of it Mm -hmm. um, where like it wasn't honored. Um, So yeah, like I think like I always, and and I've always like kind of danced, like did my own thing even after high school.
0: So when she said that to you, Mm -hmm. it, it was a she? Okay. Yeah. 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 Um, did you feel pretty shocked? Like, were you not expecting that at all? Or had you kind of gotten some of that feedback already at such a young age?
1: Um, yeah, I wasn't shocked. I knew that it wasn't like, like there was like, there was almost something like, like, like bad, but like, but like, but like good. Mm-hmm. But like, like not appropriate. Like almost like this, like, this like dirty thing almost. Mm-hmm and that like she
0: said is dirty.
1: Yeah, but also like that was the message that I got also. Right. That it's like it's too good. Uh, like you got to tone it down a notch. Uh-huh.
0: Uh-huh.
1: Like that was the message I got. So there's shame that comes along right. with that. Right.
0: Sure, sure. It's sure. like shutting
1: yourself down and like if you're showing up as your true self like it if you're showing up in this way, that's that's not okay. Right. So then like I have to like repress that part of myself.
0: I'm curious about also earlier, like when you were, say, fourth grade, fifth grade, sixth, all the way up until tenth. Yeah. And you were probably, were you dancing also like in, you're saying in shows and stuff like that?
1: Um, there were like school production stuff. Yeah. I don't remember it being, I went to a different elementary school and mm-hmm. high school. Those two different schools. Um, but I would say like, yeah, it's actually a good question. I don't remember getting any negative feedback about my dancing mm-hmm. in elementary school. Okay. I remember people like laughing at my intensity okay. <laughs> during dance. Yeah. Um but other than that, um yeah, I I think my memories of high school.
0: That's when it really happened. Yeah. Okay. So so you're getting these negative messages and where is, where does it take you?
1: Yeah, so so um I would say like after high school like it was going through life and mm-hmm. doing different things. And yeah, I feel like I kind of always like, it was almost like a fantasy. Mm. It was like this like, like forbidden fantasy mm-hmm. of like dancing and like performing and, you know, trying to find ways where I can like express myself, but also like could be in the confines of like halachic Judaism, which -hmm. according to, you know, Orthodox Judaism, um, or at least from where I was coming from, Mm -hmm. I understood that I cannot perform in like mixed spaces where there's, you know, where there's men. Mm -hmm. Um, but I really wanted that. Like I wanted to express myself, you know, with all people. And like, I don't know, I'm like as a teenager in my twenties, you know, wanting to, wanting to perform with men in the room. Um, and so, yeah, it was kind of like this disparity between like what I was doing and what I really wanted to do, Mm -hmm. but also just feeling like, and I wouldn't even say like that I had these like pressures to continue being this way. Like I, if I wanted to, you know, do something different, I probably could have found a way, but I also like Judaism, like always like really resonated for me. Mm -hmm. I was always like, wow, like I love this stuff. (laughs) Um, But then I think there were some years where I was having like a hard time and wasn't sure if certain things were working for me Mm -hmm. and I decided to like explore differently. Um, And I'll never forget the first time I actually went clubbing Mm -hmm. was at 28 years old. Oh, wow. Yes, drum roll. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, it's pretty wild. And um, But the craziest part was that my experience of that was something that I... Could never had imagined meaning like I was going into it being like okay I'm trying this out I don't I'm like trying not to curse here But <laughs> <laughs> like I don't care <laughs> um and I was it. like wearing clothes that I wouldn't have been caught dead in <laughs> right. and went to this like not anything like intentional like now I've learned about a lot of intentional dance spaces it was just like some like party club or something and like I went dancing and I just like, as I was like going through this dance experience of being in a club with all this like loud music and all these people, I was like, I felt like my body awakens me to something and I was so unprepared for that. And I was like, oh my gosh, like this is crazy. Like I felt spiritually connected in ways that I've never felt, probably never felt before, but also um, like I haven't felt in a really long time because I felt like there were things going on in my life where I just felt like I wouldn't say I was angry, which is also, you know, information that I couldn't have access to anger, but I kind of was just like numb Mm -hmm. to a lot of like spiritual experiences, feelings, you know, whether it was anger or joy. And I was kind of like maybe going through the motions and this experience like, like woke me up in some way. And I was like, whoa, whoa. Didn't expect that, <laughs> and it was like a very holistic experience. Mm-hmm. It wasn't
0: like it felt.
1: It didn't good. feel like yeah, in a good way. Like, yes, yeah. and I and it wasn't like um this. Like you know, there's like a kind of experience you can have where it's like you're feeling this high, right? right, right. And it wasn't that. It was like something like inside that felt like very like nurturing and safe and comforting. And I was like, what is this? <laughs> I didn't know what it was. I didn't have like, but, right. I, but I knew that there was something good about it and yeah. I was like trusting it, even though it was like so against what at the time I believed was like the truth or the path that I needed, that I was supposed to be on. Um, And I would say
0: like, that like, was like... Yeah. Would you say it's kind of, it felt like a kale sandwich or kale salad? <laughs> like it felt good. <laughs> <laughs>
1: yes. Like a good healthy meal. Absolutely. <laughs> There's nothing like that. Um. <laughs> So, so, um, and I would say like that was really like the seed, like the first seed mm-hmm. that was planted that like was the first, um, yeah, the first seed that created acceptance wow. was, um, this idea of doing something that like something was bringing me there. I did it. It was against intellectually mm-hmm. what I thought was right, right, but there was something in me that felt so right. And I was like, there's something about this that feels good. And I'm going to I'm gonna try and trust this and like go with this a little bit. Mm-hmm.
0: So what happened?
1: Um, so then I actually started taking up um, salsa dancing. Yeah. I was like, I feel like my hips need to move a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, yeah. And then I started doing that. Yeah. And that was like very special for me. Um, it's also, it's partner dancing, but it's mm-hmm. also, it feels very much like an art mm-hmm. where it felt safe for me to like be going to these um salsa clubs by myself.
0: <laughs> it felt more sophisticated in a certain yeah. way. Like more not vulgar. Like you're saying like
1: I would say so, yeah. yeah. It also felt like um it felt like a way for me to also like learn. Like I went I took some classes, mm-hmm. but then like I'm not so good with technique. So mm-hmm. I'm like, ugh these are boring. I just want to learn like through the experience. Mm-hmm. And you really like learn on the dance floor. Cool. Um so and yeah it's also like I can go by myself and it can feel like safe for me to be, you know, just going to a random club by myself till mm-hmm. like late at night. Um, and um, there seems to be like healthy enough boundaries in the community where it's like, it feels like it's an art. I can be like dancing with different partners, different people. It's very much about the dance, not about like some other things that happen at clubs, mm-hmm. um, which can also be fine. Wasn't necessarily looking for that. Um And I would say like that was very like special for me in the sense of like feeling like my my own body, my own expressiveness. Salsa dancing is also salsa and bachata. So Latin dancing is very much about like a man leading a woman, Mm -hmm. like a male leading a female, Uh um, which for me was actually, it felt very special. Mm -hmm. Um, Got kind of confusing when I started like dating people seriously. And I felt like there was like this like, sensual experience i'm having with other men and then like i stopped doing that during those times but then like felt like i was missing something and i was like but like that's like my soul work i need to like continue that Mm -hmm. so that was like that was
0: like challenging at times um but then so at this time in terms of like with salsa dancing you're feeling like in terms of your jewish and it's
1: that's right you asked the jewish question is
0: it is it (laughs) kind of do you still feel this type of like confusion of like mm. dichotomy or it just feels like this is right and you know
1: it also felt like a metaphor for a relationship mm-hmm. of like as a woman to be able to like let go yeah um which i don't know if it's specific to judaism as much as it is specific to like any religion mm-hmm. and all relationships of just like trusting like um like trusting and experience mm. and like trusting intuition and like working with intuition. Mm i mean, really like stepping into this creative space. Mm -hmm. So I would say like dancing really like helped me go into that space Mm -hmm. of like trusting a creative space. And, um, but I would say also specifically with like Latin dancing, it was, I felt like I needed a partner Mm -hmm. to create that space. Um, and what happened like about, let's see, uh, four years ago, um, I was introduced to something which really, like, switched things up for me, like, to a whole different level, um, which is ecstatic dancing. Mm-hmm. And um, ecstatic dancing is about people just being in a space together with no drugs, alcohol, um, not usually partners, but that could happen if people, you know, are agreeing to it. But it isn't a partner dancing per se um, and no talking. Mm and people are just yeah yeah there's no speaking no talking on the dance floor um so that for me um I also like only learned about ecstatic dance when I was traveling in Bali Mm. (laughs) which is interesting because it's like a very like well-known community in in New York and in Brooklyn um in the city um but I had to go there to experience it and also like Um, remembering my first experience with ecstatic dance, Mm -hmm. um, which was like, I didn't know what it was exactly. People were telling me because I went to Bali for a yoga retreat and I was like not really feeling the yoga. I was like, and I understand that like there's different instructors. So it's not just yoga. Maybe it was my specific experience, but I was like, something about this feels too rigid. Mm -hmm. I want to move my body in like more intentional ways, but I feel like I need something more fun. Mm -hmm. People are like ecstatic dance, ecstatic dance. And that's when I discovered it. And I was like, I also had like that second experience that like I mentioned before about like that just like totally not expecting this like spiritual, like holy, like something holy Mm -hmm. happening here Mm -hmm. experience. And that happens in Bali in like... I was so not prepared to be like crying on wow. the dance floor, dedicating a dance to like different, dedicating different dances to different people. In your life? Yeah. Uh-huh. It was just like, I was away and I was like thinking about other people and I was just like, yeah, like dedicating different dances, like to different, like setting different intentions with different dances. And like that never happens for me. Wow. And I was like feeling my own like different energies in myself. Cause I, and, and there was like, different people that like wanted to do a partner dance. And there was like, I was like, I actually don't want that. Like there's something happening just with myself here. Um, and that was like, that was really, really special and transformative. How um,
0: many hours was that one night of dancing, ecstatic dancing?
1: Um, I would say about three hours. Yeah. And um, I would say like the words that like come up for me, like that feel so clear is that like, that was prayer. that was like another mm-hmm. that was a dimension of prayer that I never tapped into. Mm-hmm. and I was like, "This is crazy, and I need to continue doing this." Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, and I did, and I you know continued doing ecstatic dance things here in the city. Um, and I would say that like there was some like deep healing that I was going through and
0: through the dance. Through
1: dancing that like, well, I wasn't necessarily doing it through dancing. I was doing it through therapy Mm -hmm. and I was just doing it through like awareness. Mm -hmm. And I kind of created my own like dance therapy in like my bedroom or living room where I was like, oh, dancing like for a long time has always been a place for me to like, like, like get away. Mm -hmm. Like it's like, it's like an outlet. It's like an outlet. It's like when you're feeling stressed or you feel like you need to like get that energy out, like you go to dance. Right. And I was like, oh, like, there's something else that is happening for me. And then it was also, like, a very, like, holistic, special experience. Mm. But then I was like, how about if I, like, use dance as a medium mm-hmm. for something? Like, yeah. And I was, for me, like, when different people go through hard things, like, sometimes people, like, you know, want to escape it. Sometimes people want to, like, fight it or, like... um or, like, feel, like, overwhelmed by the emotions. For me, like, I sometimes have, like, um, like I don't have so much, like, connection to my feelings sometimes. Mm-hmm. Like, I'll be, like, numb to feeling. Mm-hmm. And I felt, like, through dance, like, I would put on certain songs that I would, like, realize would, like, ev- evoke, like, certain emotions in me. And I will dance through that. Mm. And, like, that for me felt like, wow, there's something, like, very, very healing that's happening here. It's not only this, like, you know... Um, like I'm not only tapping into something that feels like special and like spiritual and it's not only something that feels like um, I can like you know tap into prayer or it's like tap into like a whole like a a higher source but it's also something that like I can like heal through mm-hmm. and like access this higher source even when I'm not feeling like great or like Needing to escape or run away, or you know, even just like having a good dance experience. It's something I can access like at any point. And I think for me, like that was really like um like the developing stages of like what acceptance is today it was really through like my personal journey of like feeling my own healing, like literally going through this like like
0: healing canal. <laughs>
1: that happened.
0: So even before you heard about somatic therapy, you kind of intuitively figured it out?
1: I would say so. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> actually, I never realized that, but yes. Thank you. <laughs> yeah. So
0: how long have, are you doing your own individual acceptance therapy until you find out that there's actually something out there that's mm. just like that?
1: So I think I always knew that there's like. um like body work the idea of body work, sure. and like I knew it as more like just like a thing mm-hmm. um, but haven't really like not always so good at researching things, mm-hmm. I'm learning to be better at that <laughs> mm-hmm. um, but I've been hearing about polysomatic therapy for like maybe two, three years um and then, yeah, I had some like coworkers and colleagues that were like telling me about um a specific. Um, like leader practitioner that was teaching it, mm-hmm. um, and they taught it, and it was really like powerful for them. So I decided to sign up, and this is going back to, um, like last year June. Mm-hmm. So and
0: it was specifically a Jewish workshop, or um,
1: it is a it's a woman who is Jewish. Her mm-hmm. name is Ricky Bernstein. Mm-hmm. She lives in Israel, and she offers these workshops in. Jerusalem and Tel Aviv, and then also comes to New York a few times a year mm-hmm. to give these like three part um, courses, mm-hmm. um, which gives you certification in something that she kind of created through her understanding of being a therapist and um, having um, lots of trainings in somatic and body healing mm-hmm. um, that is evidence-based practice. Um, so she created her own thing called Somatic Intervention. Mm-hmm. And yeah, so it actually, um, what I'm about to say also really makes sense mm-hmm. um, and it actually helps me to understand it also. So thanks for inserting yourself over there. Mm-hmm. But when I took the course in June, I was like, oh my God, like this is something that I've been like like so ready for and I've exactly, I've already been doing this right. stuff. I've already been tapping into these somatic experiences and I also want to say like, so many of us can tap into somatic experiences without specifically being trained in somatic work. Mm-hmm. I would say like somatic therapy is like a very specific map and guide of like how to work with the body mm-hmm. for healing and how to make it safe. Cause you know, going to those places can be like you're opening spaces up that can be, you know, very overwhelming if not re-traumatizing if mm-hmm. we don't know how to do it responsibly. So getting trained in it is super important, but I also believe like, so many of us can tap into this space of like, it's going into a little bit of a trance-like state, tapping into our body in ways that we're accessing our unconscious, which we cannot do unless, you know, like it's, it can sometimes feel like a dream-like state Mm -hmm. because we can access that in our dreams. um, And we learn how to like, you know, read and understand these things that we're experiencing. Um, So yeah, when I took that course... Um I was like
0: How long was the course? So it was three parts, so just three different sessions or it was
1: three different um um I would say like there are four day um training oh, each. Wow. Yeah. So, and it's oh, like so really it- intense from like nine to five. Oh wow. And there's three different ones. And then there's also in order to get certified, you need to be in your own somatic therapy mm-hmm. as well as um, needing to be in your own somatic supervision mm-hmm. while you're seeing clients. Mm-hmm. Um, and then you also need to like take a video of some sessions. Mm. Um, and then it's up to um, Ricky to be the one to, you know, certify you.
0: Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Yeah. I don't remember the original question. <laughs> <laughs> um, and was somatic work originally, like somatic therapy, was it originally used for trauma? Like specifically trauma, yeah. trauma, and then it was understood that it could be access to anyone or?
1: So I would say um, the answer is yes about trauma. Um, but really I would say um, trauma has been redefined. The definition mm-hmm. of trauma has shifted in over the past thirty years, um, which also means the whole industry of therapy um, and healing through, like you know, therapy, psychotherapy, psychoanalysis, um, that has also really shifted like tremendously to like a whole different, um, like the word quantum leaps come up for yeah. me. It's just like it's a it's a game changer. Mm-hmm.
0: Um, so how do they identify like? How, do, uh, how do you define yeah, yeah. yeah.
1: So um so first of all, somatic um therapy. Um the the most known form of somatic therapy is called somatic experiencing, mm-hmm. um, which is Peter Levine. And he has um created like that is like I would say like the the foundation of somatic work and there's then there's like different variations of mm-hmm. that also. Um, but over the past 30 years, there's been this shift in the field of therapy. Um, I would say it's like Western medicine meets Eastern medicine. Mm-hmm. West meets East. Sure. And it's this idea that like in Eastern healing has been so like clear and apparent to them about like we need to work with the body. Mm-hmm. like The body and like the natural world is like there's so much information in that. Um, and yeah, the idea... And a lot of this has happened through this um, redefinition of trauma, um, because I, I I would say that when people hear the word trauma, they think of some like really horrible one, maybe a one time incident, mm-hmm. or like they would think of a very specific kind of abuse that mm-hmm. like warrants the title trauma, mm-hmm. um, and something that like meets the newspapers. Mm-hmm. But actually, the definition of trauma is any time. A human, a person, a being finds themselves in a situation where they lose a sense of control and agency Mm -hmm. and don't have the resources Mm. to get back into that sense of control and agency, there is trauma. And that can be, and, and it's not only having that experience, it's also about witnessing an experience of someone losing control and agency. Really? And the idea of the somatic work is realizing that we're not just about our thoughts. Mm-hmm. We're not just about our feelings. We're essentially, we're about energy. Yes. <laughs> and trauma is an energy.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: So when we have those experiences that can be traumatic, we, we are holding that energy in our body. Mm-hmm. And through somatic work, we only through accessing that energy in our body mm-hmm. can we then release it.
0: That's so interesting. The idea that through witnessing other people's experiences of loss of control, that could be extremely mm-hmm. difficult for us. Um, and it, it actually just brings me back that I just saw this movie about the triplets. Have you seen? Have you seen this advertised? No. It's this um, sad story about these three. They're actually Jewish. Three triplets. I'll say it briefly, but three triplets who were all adopted and they weren't told. That they, were, wow. that, that they were triplets, um, specifically because it was going to be a scientific test. They did this with different triplets and twins. Wow. And um, there's a whole movie about it, and they found out they were triplets, like when they were oh 19. Oh, and God. But it's a sad story in the end. And um, I found myself for days afterwards feeling so sad about it. Like I was carrying around the weight yeah. of their sadness. Yeah. And that's just such an interesting idea that like – through witnessing other people's, you know, um, loss of control, how difficult that can be. Yeah. Um, Sometimes we're sensitive to it, sometimes we're not. You know, obviously people can watch movies and not feel it, but um, it's really powerful. Yeah. Yeah, I want to kind of explain my first in-depth experience with somatic work. Yeah, Um,
1: I love to hear that. I just want to add something about, because we're on this topic, which... um, it's yeah, like sometimes I don't have words to express it because sure. it's like so big. But yeah. there's something that I want to also say. So, um, one of the books that one of the many books that Peter, Peter Levine has written about somatic work, and this is such a great book. I just want to you yeah. know make sure I'm I'm talking about it. It's called Awakening the Tiger, mm-hmm. and really that is like how somatic work and this understanding of how our bodies, um. Like there's so much in our bodies, there's so much information, there's so much yes. wisdom in our bodies it was really through a study of studying animals and seeing how animals are in the wild, how like these animals are constantly being chased by predators um and how are they not traumatized? how right. are they not like you know, oh my God, I just got chased, I almost died right,
0: right, right and
1: like how are they like just resilient and and you know bouncing back and there was they were studying how these animals did something after being chased and they would literally physically shake themselves off. And there was some release in that shaking off. That's so crazy. Yeah. That allow them Mm. to then go back and be like, okay, that was that. They like had this like reprocessing and like, yeah, and essentially that's what's happening with somatic work is Mm. that we're we're um we're shaking that off wow. in different ways. We're releasing the trauma from our body, so we can like, you know, not be stuck. And um, things that I've experienced m- with myself personally yeah. and professionally, with like seeing clients, like the work that happens, just like in one session, which I think is a good you know intro to about what you're gonna say. Yeah. Um, like could never have happened in years and years and years and years of therapy because we're just coming from a different angle. Oh, yeah. And there is a lot of healing that can happen, and a lot of um, healing from trauma that can also happen in talk therapy. Sure. But sometimes our bodies don't know about certain things and the subtle nuances. Which okay, I'm going to let you take over. No, cause-
0: I love that. I really love that you added that because it reminds me of. I love that even that title, "Awakening the Tiger." Yeah. Because I feel like a lot of times when I go to paint or draw, or whatever. I feel such an intense animal within me. Wow. And, you know, I've kind of always connected it also to the idea of like, you know, we have our animal soul and our godly soul, and this is my way of kind of embracing, the, you know, that animal soul part of yes. us. You know, but I feel this ferocious energy within me. I love that. That, like, <laughs> usually I don't want to access because I don't want to yeah. be a ferocious tiger walking yeah. around, you know. Um. But when I allow myself to have that space to okay, I'm going to just, like, explode onto the onto the canvas yeah. or whatever, and I allow this, like, animal to come up and yeah. just kind of explode. It, it is such this release, and I love yeah. that that visual of, you know, a tiger or whatever shaking himself off. And, um, yeah, I think a big part of being human is this confusion of, like, where do I put all these, quote, unquote, negative emotions? Yeah. You know, anger, fear, whatever. You know, all these, like, more... Animal, you know that aren't isn't like polite or acceptable in nice society, you know. Yeah. Um, wow, so, I love
1: so much that you said that.
0: Yeah. Um, wow. So that that's great. Um, yeah, I want to share because I feel like you don't understand it until you ex- experience yeah. it, and that's it's the so whole hard point. to talk about. Yeah. It. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That's the whole point is that you have to experience it. Yeah. But my personal experience, I just want to share. Um, yeah was that I had been having a really hard time, as you know, with I just started teaching. I hadn't taught ever, uh, really. And I was teaching at a at a high school, and I was experiencing extreme anxiety. And I didn't know really what was the bottom of it. And I was in talk therapy and, you know, doing all this different stuff and talking and talking and talking. And I just mm-hmm. felt like it's not there, you know. And after, like, doing your your classes, I was like, I think the answer is somewhere there, you know, mm. in this type of allowing my body to talk, you know? And so I had this break from my therapist, um, cause I said, you know, I, I, I I'm going to try something else. And so I had an individual session with you, you know, mm-hmm. um, just to, just to address this one thing. And so we sat and, and we went through kind of connecting to my body, feeling my feet in the floor. And then you said, okay, imagine, imagine yourself teaching or something like that, yeah. you know? And you said, where in your body do you feel it? And all of a sudden... My left arm felt so heavy. Yeah, and it I was like, that. Yeah, it was so weird. Cause, like, it, even in the classes I'd taken with you as workshops, I'd felt little, little things, you know, mm-hmm. like, okay, I can feel a little bit here, a little bit there. But this was like intense, like, mm-hmm. it was huge weight that was unmistakable, you know? And I was like, Wow, like, I feel this really intense weight. And then we, then you asked me, like, what, um, trying to go towards, The comfort, you know, of okay, well think about what makes you happy. And then we switched towards me talking about the experience of when my students will get something, you know, they'll see how to draw something for the first time, they'll understand Mm -hmm. something, there'll be a light bulb moment. And I could feel kind of the shifting of like the joy in my chest arising and then going back to the hand and And just that whole experience where we did work through some things on a little more of a conscious level, also, but just, yeah, just that physical experience was like a re, was a listening to the body and kind of a reconditioning. And, you know, we, we we did a a few more sessions to kind of like understand it, but it was just, it was just so wild. And I think that's when you have like these really, amazing somatic experiences that's uh, I think the word is like wild it's like so out there you're like what you know not expecting it but and even after that first session where I felt my hand so strongly and I felt the the pain anxiety whatever it was that was embedded in that experience and I I was not the same afterwards like I never went to that low again Mm. you know I never even though there's always challenges with teaching and I'm always learning new things. Um, but it was never that intense anxiety again. Mm. Um, but yeah, but it was also like the talking it through as I'm experiencing it was also very helpful. Yeah. But yeah, so that was just my personal, um, one of my personal experiences with working. Yeah.
1: And I was totally remembering all of that now. (laughs) Um, Yeah. And I would say I was also remembering that like, you never felt that from your arm. Right. So that was like a new sensation that you experienced. Yes. Um, And then when we felt like that intensity, then we needed to go back to like what is called like finding a resource, like finding comfort because we're like the way we like heal through somatic experiences is not by diving into trauma. Um, and what I sensed when you felt that thing in your arm was that there's something there. Yeah. Um, and we weren't ready to go there yet. So we had to like go back in to finding a resource. Mm -hmm. Um, yeah. I remember that was also a really special experience.
0: Yeah. It's really beautiful. Um, yeah. So for me, um, I'm curious of your thoughts on this, like, because I think you said that there is something that you really connect in terms of like the Torah with this idea. Mm-hmm. So for me, like the the idea that I really connect with is when I heard about somatic work, you know, because there's these Hasidic ideas of like that we're here to elevate the, the lowest to the highest, so the lowest being the physical and and everything. And so us being physical beings this is an elevation you know and for me it also made so much sense because i always feel this um weird kind of like oh my gosh i'm this like person inside of a body you know and flesh everywhere Mm -hmm. so it it helps me like be like yeah this is really weird that we're in a body Mm -hmm. and that's the point is that we have to listen to our body and it's not just going to come through the brain and the mouth it's going to come through the body, you know? So for me, when I heard all these ideas of somatic work, I was like, yes, like that totally aligns with all these Torah ideas completely. Um, and I'm curious, you also had like some type of, yeah.
1: Um, so it's reminded me of what you were saying before about like how, like your experience of art and the transformation that happens for you with art. Yeah. Um, and like the word primal right. comes up for me. It's mm-hmm. like, it's such a primal experience. And yeah, I... Like, I really feel like this is, like, how Judaism <laughs> Judaism was, like, originally. Mm. Like, I feel like this is, yeah. like, this yeah. is, like, the foundation of, like, this is, like, what God had in mind. This mm. is, like, how it started. Wow. Where things, we were just, like, so much more connected. Yeah. Um, yeah. And And I feel like it's actually, like, the idea of being primal is actually very, it feels in today's culture of Judaism and probably other cultures as well as like controversial. Um, There's like this like separation with like our animal self and our like spiritual self. And um, without having done any, you know, official learning in that. Mm -hmm. um, And I would be curious to do that like from like a textual standpoint. Yeah. Like I intuitively feel that like that isn't about Judaism. I feel like that's something that we've created sure. as people who have been traumatized over the generations. Sure. Um, and it goes back to the original thing that we started talking about where my principal, I noticed you're taking a deep breath. <laughs> <laughs> this is big <laughs> and I'm probably not breathing. So you can breathe for me because I'm really excited as I'm talking about this. <laughs> um, it really goes back to like how my school principal was like scared. She was yeah. like, this is energy that like, and I've gotten that in other areas of life also. It wasn't just my school principal. Sure. Other um, areas of
0: Jewish life are the same.
1: Other people in my life. Yeah. Yeah. Where there's this like fear when there's something so primal. Yeah. yeah. There's something that's like, so like, Whoa. So sensual. Yeah. And yeah. it's sensual. And it's like, and yeah, I believe that I actually don't believe that we have these like two separate beings or souls, or I believe that like when we're attuned to our primal self, yeah, like that's how we're like really connected to our soul and sure. our purpose. And yeah. And I, have seen it happen for me. Like this has been like a magical year for me mm-hmm. <laughs> where I like literally left a job, um, started my own practice and started Acceptance. Yeah. And I was like, wow, These two really big things just happened, but um, I do believe that it was, there was a deeper like shift that happened for me that allowed for these like really big things to happen. Mm -hmm. At the end of the day, I feel like it's so simple. It's like, it's so much in like the nuances and of the experience.
0: Yeah.
1: Um, And it's not, it's not complicated. It's not intellectualized. Right. It's just a very simple primal experience. Right, (laughs) right.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I think um, you know, there's the whole story that Avram Avinu, like he just kind of intuitively understood the Torah, you know, yeah. that he wasn't handed like you know, Shokhanor or whatever. Yeah. He just kind of was in the world. And yeah. Was in his body and was got like what he was supposed to do, you know? Yeah. Um and it also, yeah, like I think the idea of being traumatized for so many generations, which is also so much a part of our identity, you know, but yeah. is, um, and then the hyper intellectual kind of movement, even though mm-hmm. of course, like we are, like Jews are very much a thinking people, which is good, you know?
1: It's amazing. Yeah.
0: But, but yeah, I think that I definitely see a lot of people who need to step more into their body, Mm -hmm. that they're talking, 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 thinking, thinking, worried, 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 you know, which is a very like the idea of neurosis, you know, like the classic, like Jewish neurosis, neurotic Mm -hmm. in New York or whatever, you know, it's like, it's, they're too in their head. Yeah. They need a return to the body. Yeah. So, so you feel like this is a way to get there.
1: Absolutely. And I would say that I, even being someone who, you know, practices somatic work, um, someone who like dances somatically, like I still struggle in many different areas of my life. I would say dancing for me is like the easiest way for me to be connected to my body. Mm -hmm. But um, I don't know, through eating or sometimes when I'm anxious, like starting this, this podcast, I'm like... I wasn't so connected to my body. And then as we went on, I was like, oh, I can feel my body a little bit more. Right. <laughs> um, so I also have my own, you know, I still have my work to do. Sure. Um, I'm in my own somatic therapy, which is pretty amazing. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's always like a process and it's always um it's always like, you know, it's a it's we can continue growing in it. For sure. Um, for a very long time and deepening our experience of it.
0: For sure. Um, I know two things that you wanted to touch on when we originally um, spoke about the podcast. Mm. Um, kind of the passing down of trauma. Was mm-hmm. that something you wanted to m- mention? And, um, oh, kind of, I wanted to hear more about this idea that this is kind of like the. The path towards redemption, which we we've kind of addressed, yeah. but I think you mentioned that also.
1: Um yeah, I kind of feel like I was saying it in different ways, yeah. but I can use those words. Yeah. Um so when I was talking about the generational trauma, yeah. Um I feel like that's, you know, the and specifically it comes up within like Judaism, where I feel like the way the Torah was like set out to be, um, in some ways was a very like we were like together as a tribe, right. and we were like doing things from just a very like embodied way mm-hmm. and um, even like the holiday of Tubav, which for me is like so big mm-hmm. <laughs> um, um it's like even in that like holiday, there's so much in that holiday where it's like this time um where tubov is a holiday where, to my understanding, women would. Um, go out in the fields. Everyone would be wearing white. Women would be going out in the fields. They'd be dancing, and then men would accompany them. And that's how people would find their soulmates and their lovers and their. That's how people would, you know, meet. I guess it was just like once a year experience. Like that's like the (laughs) festival. (laughs) Yeah, and I that just like first of all, like the idea of like men and women dancing as a dancer like seeing that in the Torah and then like also knowing that I've come from a culture where we're not allowed to dance together. Like something about that was like something is off air.
0: Uh-huh. This
1: is this is something in our in our Bible, in our books. Like how come this isn't practiced? And how come like not only is it not practiced, it's like it is like we're not allowed to do that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And um that for me was just like okay, there's something off air. Yeah. <laughs> Um and yeah I would say like when um and I also get it because I feel like we've like we've lost our ability to connect to each other from like a soul place mm-hmm. we've like as a as a people as a humanity mm-hmm. um we we like forget our own essence sometimes and we forget the others as well, if we're forgetting ourselves. And I feel like what actually happens at an acceptance, like this is like why I do what I do. And like, every time there's a workshop, I'm like, Oh, that's why I do this is because I feel like what happens through this experience of, you know, people coming together to kind of slow down, listen to their body um, shift from the self-conscious place of like judging themselves to like, just feeling their breath mm-hmm. and slowly shifting to this place of like, Oh, this is interesting. Getting curious, enjoying it to then working together in in pairs to then dancing together, doing things as a group, finding creativity and intuition through movement within a group. And like, and then we're there. We're like, I mean,
0: we're united. Yeah. We're there's this like yeah. unity
1: that happens. That's just feels like so special. And, um, um, on a consistent basis, I'm doing um, an all-women's acceptance mm-hmm. workshop, but I've also done um, a bunch of workshops where there were men and women mm-hmm. together. And like so many times, I hear from women like, "I'm not going to be comfortable. There's going to be guys watching me," and and not even from like a religious standpoint, just from like a self-conscious or fear mm-hmm. place. And I feel like what happens there is. A very different experience where maybe it starts out with like this, like discomfort, but we kind of like learn how to hold that. And then we're kind of like all like vibrating on this like same like level, which is like so special and like just really, really so holy. Um And there's like, it's not like we're like, you know, fused and enmeshed. It's like, there's, there's healthy boundaries in that. Right. There's like, there's, you know, there's, not necessarily even touch going on. Um, but I think people are just connecting to, we're connecting to like on our highest level Mm -hmm. of connection. Um, and I feel like that's, um, that is what, you know, the Torah had in mind for us as women, as men and women, as all genders to be able to like dance and be together as like, you know, the medicine and the metaphor, um, whether it's on the dance floor or not on the dance floor. And, the separateness, I think, creates a lot of issues. Understandably so, but I feel like we've lost that like ability to connect from like a soul place. But I feel like over the past thirty years, there's this tremendous wisdom that has come into, mm-hmm. um, you know, Western healing of like, oh, we actually could have access to that, and we could connect in that way. Even today, we can go back to that. Wow,
0: <laughs> thank you. This is so beautiful. Um, and it makes so much sense Mm. to me. And I hope that, um, anyone who's listening, um, if you live in the area, come to one of Henny's upcoming Accept Dance workshops. I know there's one happening next week, August 23rd. Yes. And you can find her on Facebook website com
1: yeah acceptanceny.com ny
0: yeah. yeah ny.com and um any more plugs that you want to um well yeah a few things yeah.
1: um so the most consistent acceptance workshop that happens is at luminescence in crown heights and that's an all women's and all those who identify in that space um experience and, um, I also go to like various communities. Um, and like I said, I give workshops that are for all women as well as for all genders. Um, and you can always reach out to me if you, you know, maybe you want to do that or have some questions about it. Um, I like to cater the workshops accordingly to the community. Um, and also in terms of, you know, individual somatic work, um, I, I work as a therapist, um, I see clients individually, um, but also um, as a somatic um, worker, I would also work with people um, who maybe are not interested in therapy or may know me and would not want me to be their therapist, mm-hmm. which would make a lot of sense because we can't have that. <laughs> um, like Rivka, for example, like that wouldn't have been appropriate for me to be her therapist. Long term long term, right? Yeah. Or even any therapist. <laughs> yeah.
0: Right. Well, um, we did a short term. Like <clears throat> right. So I couple, would
1: say that yeah. it's really um somatic work and that's something that um somatic experiencing is something that therapists or non-therapists can get trained in. And um yeah, it's a form of healing. And I'd be happy to also, you know, work with people who um know me for like a short term, even to just experience, you know, what is this like? Do I want to dabble in this? Um, and yeah, I wanted to say that, um, do we have like a few minutes? Cause I wanted to ask you a question, Rivka. Um, well, <laughs> you can
0: ask me, it is <laughs> 105, like okay. one Oh five, like a minute five, but let's, let's go for it. And okay. cut it out.
1: So I was curious because you've been to Accept Dance for now since, yes. since January, mm-hmm. you've been coming almost on a consistent basis, pretty much on a consi- consistent basis. And I was curious, um, like how you would want to see your acceptance practice you know developing um, hmm. as someone who's been to yeah. acceptance a bunch of times, yeah, and yeah, yeah, yeah. it's been on a more like beginner level, right um, if there's something specific that comes up for you and like, oh, like this is some, this is how I specifically would want to develop this practice um.
0: Well, I think that you know one of the things we discussed a little bit was just I want to do it. I think in a more intimate, like people that I know, Mm -hmm. you know, um, or am learning about. I like the connection between learning about people's lives and dancing together. Mm. Oh wow! Um, Because there's so few times in our life when we really get a chance to really hear what people are going through in a, when they're in a relaxed state.
1: Mm -hmm. And I love
0: us just like sitting around and discussing like, you know, this is what I'm going and this is how I've been helped in the last week or two weeks through kind of body work. Um, And I think, I think the idea of directing, um, like trying to think about a specific issue and then using the body to access that issue, mm-hmm. um, yeah, could be very cool. Like to have more of a a direction about it, and I mean, I just feel like my body. I want. I love dancing, and I just want number one. Just have the space to just like an animal, just let loose. <laughs> yeah, like no regard you know, uh, just getting all that energy out and all that feeling out. But then, yeah, but then being able to kind of slow down and talk with myself Mm -hmm. and hear my own thoughts and and work it through. Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. That's really helpful. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah, and if anyone is listening from Ohio or Hawaii or – Japan, please reach out (laughs) to Henny and bring her into your community. She's going to transform it and we're going to all ring together and and vibrate together through Mm. her work and the work of somatic work and bringing our bodies and our minds and our hearts together.
1: Yes, absolutely. Thank you so much, Rufka. Thanks to everyone who's listening. Um, This was really special for me. I've never done this before.
0: (laughs) We did amazing. (laughs) We're the best. (laughs) Woo! All right, signing off. Thank you for listening to Hevriya Cast. I'm Aladna Harai. If you'd like to hear more and read more of our work, you can follow us by going to Hevriya.com or Facebook.com/slash Hevriya Mag. We've been recording at the Kalal Studios in New York City. And the music that you're hearing is Voice Lessons by Darshan. Thank you so much. We look forward to seeing and hearing from you again.